Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown might have walked off an NFL field for the very last time with no shirt on. A bizarre scene there in New York. Aaron Rodgers continues his domination over the NFC North. The Cincinnati Bengals clinched the AFC North and three wildcard teams still alive fighting for those last spots in the NFC. All that more coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Well, we've got a ton to get to from Sunday's NFL game. Still one more to go for Week 17 Browns at Steelers. We already previewed that and made our picks. Uh, that one's got big Locked on Dynasty League implications, by the way. Matt, I've got Browns defense. Christopher Carter, I'm in the finals with. He's got Steelers defense. He's got, I mean, check out this homerific lineup. He's got Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. He's got Deontay Johnson. He's got Steelers (laughs) defense, but he's only down by 20 points. He had a big week. Okay. He had Rashad Penny in his lineup. This is a this is a monster battle here for the final. Uh, I've got to hold him off. I've only got a twenty point lead, and I've got the Browns defense. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. But uh, anyway, I, I don't want to get Johnson too. Johnson would worry me tonight, <laughs> right? Oh, Ben's going to put up points no matter what. Yeah, just the, just the right. the target percentage from Ben to Deontay Johnson, unless unless he throws it to the other team and the Browns have this monster 20 point effort, then maybe uh, I've got it. Otherwise I think I'm going to lose this championship to Christopher Carter, even though he's got a homerific lineup there with all those seeds. I mean, who's starting big Ben who had a starting quarterback, big Ben that is in the finals. It is a two quarterback league. That's why. Uh, Okay. I mean, I guess he's a, Possibly did, a top 24 type guy, especially right. if those guys are picked through and that's all you got. How did you get Fair there? Enough. If one of your quarterbacks is Ben Roethlisberger and you you, you had to start uh, Rashad Penny at running back, you know, how did you get to the finals? That's my question. <laughs> that's a great point. I mean, unless he has like McCaffrey and I mean, or I don't know, guys that actually could Derek Henry or people that contribute big this right. year and aren't around anymore. You know, some of these guys that are sidelined. Uh, quick note tonight, though, the... The line went from three and a half to one just overnight because the Browns now have nothing to play for. I mean, it's funny how the league changes. Yeah, and you know, sometimes being mad and playing spoiler is is better in a way. Yeah, you're like you just play Freeler. Doesn't doesn't matter if we lose. Let's just go out there and spoil it for them at least. You know that that kind of mentality. And then they get the Bengals next week, which I guess they're pretty much locked up. Right. I mean, the, the Browns don't have much incentive at this point. No, none, for, none really know, at all. Um, and I, you know what? Let, let's just stay there then and, and okay. go to the Bengals-Chiefs What a game first. that was. Because, wow, yeah, going back and forth with that one. Um, I thought the Chiefs had this one. They were up early. And then Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, look out for that connection. I mean, we've been seeing it for years going back to LSU. And now we're seeing it again in the NFL. And I know there were some drops early in Jamar Chase's rookie year. But, man, when you see what he can do, 11 catches, 266, and three touchdowns, that's Randy Moss-type numbers. Uh, And he's uh, gone over the top of... Last year's superstar rookie receiver in receiving yardage now in Justin Jefferson. So Jamar Chase probably at this point running away with uh, offensive rookie of the year, right? I think this was the performance that put him over the top year. 266 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, I I was going to say the same thing that, you know, I thought Mac Jones had offensive rookie of the year pretty much locked up. He's been fine the last month or so, but not great. That's for sure. And this guy... You know, I mean, started the season on fire as well. I think he has to be offensive rookie of the year. And a couple notes. I mean, first of all, 
Burrow's playing tremendous. You know, we just saw him put up 525 or whatever it was against Baltimore's depleted secondary. Throws up 446 in this game. And frankly, his protection's bad. You know, I mean, just like we kind of thought every step of the way, for a second-year quarterback to make up for bad offensive line play is unbelievably advanced. And I think Burrow is probably the hottest quarterback in the league right now in terms of just stock going up and boy, this guy's a superstar. And I'm seeing things like, boy, as great as Herbert is, I think Burrow is actually the better player. You know, I mean, some really high statements and frankly for about a year now, you know, going back to making a Steeler Homer show, I said, Burrow's the guy in the division I'm scared of most with all respect to Lamar Burrow's going to own this division for 12 years or whatever. Absolutely. Um, Just a real quick yeah. note on the last yeah, couple ahead. of weeks for Burrow here, um, a, a total of 800 passing yards, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. Zach Taylor so far in his coaching career um, with Burrow has called 70% passing plays only twice, both of the last two weeks. So they're leaning on, Burrow. Oh, wow. he's leading them through and against the team that I thought was going to run away with the one seed in the AFC. In the Kansas City Chiefs this week, too. I mean, that, that was a playoff matchup, and Burrow and the Bengals were up to the challenge and won that game. So, a couple notes. I want to th- throw out Jamar Chase real quick because it, it, a lot of people probably didn't watch him last year since he, you know, opted out. And some people called him, boy, he's a lot like Anquan Bolden, thick, physical, beats people up at the line of scrimmage and through their routes. And with all respect to Anquan Bolden, who's a great player, this guy runs a 4-3 right. and is unbelievably explosive on top of those things, too. I mean, like, at times, he looks like he's playing the game at a little bit different speed than a really good defense. I mean, the Chiefs D is pretty darn good. And, again, Burrow got sacked four times and was hit consistently and got his – Name ripped off his jersey. (laughs) Couldn't even finish the game. It's a good point about... So winning at the catch point is so important in the NFL. And in some ways, you see someone like Jamar Chase who you think, okay, yeah, he's kind of thick and maybe maybe he's not separating as much as you want a guy who runs 4-3-2 and winning too many jump balls. And and part of it is that his quarterback is allowing him to have those 50-50 balls. But winning at the catch point is so important, and that translates to the NFL, the alpha balls mine in the air mentality. And Jamar Chase has that. And so sometimes you look at it as a negative, but with Anquan Bolden and, you know, obviously very different speed here with these two guys, but it was also a positive and shouldn't have been looked at as a negative in some cases where you thought, oh, maybe it's because of a lack of separation no it's just because his quarterback trusts him even when he doesn't have a ton of separation to go up and win the ball and then when he does have separation he's he can also you know make huge 70 yard touchdown catches right and you know one thing I really noticed at LSU was well first of all he he Della or Nelio made he was so good that Jefferson had to play the slot predominantly you know it says a lot right. itself but as a 19 year old a 19 year old in the SEC against Bama and Florida and Auburn or whoever, he would just bully man coverage. People tried to put their hands on him at the line of scrimmage, and he'd just run right through him. You know, just a physical marvel. You can see why uh, an LSU football team that had Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow won a national championship. Yeah, they can see pretty, be, be see. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that, a little bit of talent on that squad, for sure. And then, uh, those hilarious. guys all you leave know, to right. the NFL, and the coach ends up getting fired or leaving or resigning or whatever because they uh, are no longer as good as they, they were. So, yeah. Anyway, um, huge win by the Cincinnati Bengals. They clinched the AFC North. They are a playoff football team and still potentially could be the one seed now, as could the Chiefs, as could the Titans, the only team due to tiebreakers that can't 
get the one seed is the Bills. The The Patriots can, yeah. but the Bills can't. But the Bills do have the tiebreaker over the Patriots right now, which is interesting. Okay. For the division, obviously. Right. We'll whatnot. get into all the tiebreaker stuff, too, later on this week. Yeah, maybe that's a Wednesday that conversation today. Yeah, or yeah Wednesday for sure, because there is some of that. But we do have all the uh, – well, you have three of four division winners in the AFC um, and the Bills and Patriots still to figure out the East. And then I love how they've changed the scheduling for Chargers Raiders to finish up the season, and that could be for the final playoff spot there. Um, right. With right. those Chargers and Raiders next week. And that is a Sunday night game now to end the 2021 regular season. Uh, let's get to some other. Real quick, a couple yeah. notes. Okay. This, I'm not more worried about the Chiefs now than I was two days ago. I mean, I, this doesn't really blemish my, uh, you know, my, my take on this team overall. But I didn't think the Bengals had this in them, and so it certainly raises their stock to me. Although the the last series down by the goal line was strange, strange stuff. The league changes so fast. I hate doing these kind of predictions because I'll probably be wrong and eat my words a week from now. But it seems to me that there's a good chance these teams meet again. I could definitely see that uh, the way both yeah. those teams are playing. Um, you know, it does bring up some more questions about the Chiefs secondary, and there were some questions earlier on in the year with that, and uh, they were sure. exposed a little bit with at least that one matchup. But um, the Chiefs are, are good, and it's up in the air. Like this will be a fun tournament in the AFC because I don't really even know how to seed it. I don't know if you can seed it. Whoever has that buy is probably the team that that you have to pick just because they don't have the opportunity to lose that week, right? Just just purely because they get one fewer game. Yeah, I, I tend to think so too. All right, more games to get to here on the week 18 or week 17, excuse me, schedule. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to go a little bit faster because we've uh, we, well, we got a couple of days to get to all these games, but there was some really important matchups, some some less important, but a ton to get to some clinchers and some oddball stuff with a player you're familiar with, Antonio Brown. Let's get to that right. one next uh, with uh, near loss to the New York Jets. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in that plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, yet it is low in sugar, low in calories, low in net carbs, and high in protein. Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar. It's usually around 240 calories and a whopping 30 grams of sugars and dozens of net carbs. That can derail your diet very quickly, but you can feel good about Built Bars. They taste great, and they keep you going. That protein makes that satisfaction last. And, of course, you don't get bored eating Built Bars because they are still covered in 100% real and delicious chocolate. So many flavors to choose from. Some holiday flavors you might be able to still find at Built.com and all of the standards. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie are two of the favorites. Just go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you can get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% at Built.com. Yeah, all right. Antonio Brown setting a new bar, really, for uh, what we saw on the sideline with the Buccaneers Sunday with the Bucks down in the third quarter. Antonio Brown pulls off his uniform and shirt, tosses it in the stands. He's screwed around in the end zone for a minute, waving at the New York Jets crowd. The New York Jets had the lead at that point over the Buccaneers. It was going to be a, a massive upset and really mess up the Bucks' seeding in the NFC playoffs. And then the Buccaneers do come back and win this football game without 
Antonio Brown. So maybe some addition by subtraction there. Antonio Brown leaves the stadium, tries to get the state troopers to give him a ride to the airport so he can fly standby and get out of there. <laughs> like Just an oddball situation. Um, and uh, like props to Cyril Grayson's of the world who stepped up and, and had the game-winning touchdown. You know, another one of those players we've been talking about where at the beginning of the season, I didn't know Cyril Grayson existed. And now he's replacing no. Antonio Brown as the guy who uh, caught a pass from Tom Brady in Week 17 uh, in a game-winning situation. So pretty amazing stuff there. But we've got to start with Antonio Brown and the really like the, the guy who doesn't need to be on an NFL roster and needs to be in therapy right now and maybe that's what yeah. he recognized in his own self probably not but maybe that's where he was on his way to uh from the airport is to a therapist hopefully and and not on another nfl roster um i want to end with ab on this game just because i don't want to sell the jets short i mean i actually think the jets are getting a little better i think zach wilson's getting a little better i think they're harder to play against now than they were at any point of the season so despite it being a rough year for them, as we all expected, I think that you could make the argument that it's going the right way and, you know, we should keep the train rolling and go from there. You know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot more resources to throw at this team. They played the bucks very, very tough. Uh, he shut the run down. I thought Wilson was a little better. Brady had a tough go of it despite throwing for 410 yards. And I don't want to overlook Brady. I mean, you mentioned Grayson and some of these guys stepping up. I just felt like that last drive, Brady's like, F this. I'm not losing to the Jets <laughs> and watching that clown jump around and screw up what we got going here. We're the Super Bowl champs, throws lasers, perfect throws, wins the game, goes home. We'll deal with that nonsense later. Um, as for AB, I'm not making any excuses for him, but I've been around him and I know people that know him well. And he has some issues going back to college. You know, I mean, I think his upbringing and all that stuff. And how does somebody that talented end up at a Mac school? How does somebody that talented end up going in the sixth round? Well, there was a little baggage. Um, I want to pat, you know, Mike Tomlin on the shoulder a little bit here too, on the back too, for dealing and managing it so well for so long until it just totally blew up. And then every step of the way we've seen, how crazy things have become for this guy. And you're right. I hope he's sitting with a therapist now or whatever, because there's obviously mental health issues. But one thing I do want to throw in that I have a little insight on is people that have been around AB. If you remember, Vontez Perfect basically took his head off. You know, going over the middle, old school, Jack Tatum type hit, knocked him out. And many people from unprovoked have told me, AB's different since that hit. And for two reasons, really, is it's the first time he ever felt mortal as a football player. As man, I might not be able to do this forever. I can get this taken away from me. I've been really good at this. That scares me. And there may have been some damage, you know, frankly. It, it, so it's not all because I've heard that theory. Is I'm that, not excusing him at all. Yeah, either, I've heard but. that theory that it all started there. It's CTE and everything weird from Antonio Brown was from the perfect hit on. But that's mm -hmm. not the case. It was it, it was going back to college. And, and I've heard some well, there's more. things. I don't know exactly what they were, but uh -huh. there was baggage. And I know he had a tough upbringing and things like that. But it, the public craziness, there's a, a line of demarcation before and after that hit. And it's very public. Like, he wants every... It, it's it, There's obviously a huge part of the ego in all of this, and he wants it all to be seen yes. and everything to be public. 
And that's what's strange about it. Just the, the public nature and the, it's about me, let's do all this while a game is happening on the field. Not just walk to the locker room and get cut and leave, but take off the shirt and walk onto the field while the game is happening, while you're walking out. Just, you know, it's... Right, it's, look it's, at me. Right, and, it, and it's been a lot of incidents like that. Um, that really makes you question, like, what is going on? Just some, psych, you know, some um, sociopathic sort of ve- behavior, right, you know, right, right. because of I mean, we're not uh, psychologists, the, but right? The not ego right. that's involved. So anyway, um, and obviously, I would assume, and he was cut immediately, like in the post game pre- press conference, he was cut by Bruce Arians, like he's, he's so he gone. wasn't welcome on the plane in the back, obviously. right? And right. so he did. You hear this? I okay. mean, this is what I heard just recently today that how this the trigger was. Hey, A.B., Arians tells A.B., hey, get back in the game. We need you. And he's like, oh, my ankle. He didn't practice all week. It's really bugging me. Give me a little. And then Arians said something like, well, then we're going to shut you down for today. And lunacy happens. (laughs) And then craziness goes on. Interesting. Okay. And and Mike Evans is trying to stop him. You can tell he's like, oh, no, I can see what's coming here. You know? Right. Yeah, the way the coaches were looking at him as he walked off the field, like, what the hell? Go then. What what is going (laughs) on? Just the, the, to, to do it in the middle of battle, sort of, you know, it's just very strange. Yeah. Um, back to football. I'm a little worried about the Bucks. You know, all of a sudden, no AB, no Godwin. And I'm talking about the repeat. I mean, I mean I'm talking about against the Rams and the Packers mm-hmm. and, you know, the great teams they're going to have to face two weeks from now going forward. I don't think the Bucks are a favorite. Of all those teams, the the that's probably the team I would say, and I've been asked this multiple times, which team do you want the 49ers to play in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah. I, I would pick the Bucks. I mean, you don't ever want to choose Tom Brady, but there's also Aaron Rodgers, you know, so, um, yeah. you know, there's some other good quarterbacks and good teams. I would choose the Bucks right now just because of, of where they're at. And who, the 49ers, if they make the playoffs, might face the Rams th- twice in a row anyway. So, uh, so that'll be a very interesting one in the AFC. But, yeah, the, the, the Bucks aren't in a great place right now, uh, and no. that worries me for their run. Uh, by the way, quick note on Antonio Brown here with um, what he's leaving on the table potentially. Antonio Brown needed eight more catches to unlock a $300,000 bonus. 55 receiving yards to unlock another 300,000 bonus um, and one receiving touchdown to unlock another 300,000. So around a million dollars of bonuses he could have missed by walking off the field in this one. I'm glad you brought that up because I kind I'm just guessing, but I think that factored in the, you know, Arians tell him, well, he's done for the day. Well, then I'm not going to hit my incentives. Right. And, you know, I that mean, I think that. Was it play? I, I don't know how what's going through his head, nor would I ever try to <laughs> right, guess. Never try to guess. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> no way to know. But And I think he also yeah. uh, forfeited any future NFL paychecks he might be getting. Yes. Right. Yes. That being he said, he. Uh, I also cut him from my fantasy team after he was done as well, before he could get on the plane. <laughs> before or after sure Bruce. Didn't, sure didn't help me win anything yesterday. My, my Brady to AB hookup to win it all did not work out as planned. Oh. Um, I still think AB is going to the Hall of Fame, by the way. I know people don't want to hear that, but that Hall of Fame, unlike baseball and some others, is only what you do on the field. I mean, I think he's going to the Hall of Fame still, but we can talk about that later. Interesting. I think it's going to get more and more difficult for wide receivers because where the numbers are going. So Mm -hmm. we'll see what that looks like in five years. But that's interesting. Yeah. All right. We got to move on to some other games here. How about the Sunday Nighter, the 
Green Bay Packers clinching the one seed in the NFC, beating uh, a quarterback list. Well, they, they did have a quarterback, but not their regular quarterback, Kirk Cousins. They had Sean Mannion out there, and uh, that was a tough go for the Vikings. Couldn't really move the ball at all in very cold weather. I thought uh, Mike Zimmer's nose was going to fall off his face. It was <laughs> yeah. uh, like he put a mask on. Like that, that did not look comfortable for him. Uh, but he's got 30... that Tom Coughlin yeah. red look going. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I thought he was going to lose his nose after the game, hypothermia. But 37 to 10 was the final there. Packers won easily. Jordan Love even made an appearance at the end of the game because of. Um, so did how, out of hand it was. another rookie, yeah. You know what's weird is Kelamon came onto the field, then left again, and Mannion came back. Right? Oh, yeah, I guess he did. That Which was very strange. What's up with that? After yeah. the game, how about this? The quote of the game, because the game wasn't really even close. Um, no. You know, Devontae Adams dominating, as he always does. Again, ho-hum, 11 catches, 136, a touchdown. Can't cover the guy. Best receiver in the NFL. Even better than the guy on the other side, Justin Jefferson, who had a nice effort, uh, even though he was, you know, had a lot of, um, he had a lot of eyes on him throughout the night in coverage. Oh, but time. Mike Zimmer, after the game, was asked about Kellen Mond, and... He said if they uh, if he was interested in seeing more of Kellen Mond in Week 18, and he just said flatly no, and then hmm, really, <laughs> and then followed up by that, uh, somebody said, "Well, why?" And he said, "Well, because we see him every day in practice." Oh, he just killed the young man. Like that was uh, wow. I, I, he, he got, and I know I'm sure he was upset with how the game went and losing the game, but man, he crushed. I don't know if Kellen Mond could come back from that. It was uh, it was very. You know what? I think I might even have the audio because the way he wow. Let's see if I do have the audio. I mean, while you're looking, I guess it's one way to motivate somebody that you're not happy with. You know, you, just, you don't get asked about Kellen Mond every day. So when you do, you take the opportunity to throw a dagger his way and say, <laughs> you know, we need more from him. But it seems like such an obvious Week 18 start. Right. And so basically, and, and I've heard that behind the scenes, okay, here we go. Here's the audio. And I have, have I have heard behind the scenes that, that Mond couldn't even spit out the plays in camp and he was really wow. bad and, and really far behind. But this was um, Coach Zimmer after the game. Do you think you want to get a look at Mond next week? Not particularly. <laughs> Mike, why don't you want to get a look at him? I see him every day. <laughs> wow. I mean, that just... That wow. sounds like zero faith in the young quarterback. I don't know if he can come back from that, to be honest with you. And that changes my entire opinion. And maybe it's just because he was mad. Um, that changes my entire opinion about what they may do in the offseason if Mond might get a shot in 2022. If Mike Zimmer's the coach, it doesn't sound like uh, Mond is, is anywhere near in their plans. We've had a lot of middling Minnesota talk the last week or two, one of which on a podcast that doesn't exist anymore. But trust me, it's great. <laughs> I can't let that go. The last pod but, was one of the, uh, it was part of the year. It was, it was part of the year. Yeah. Um, I just get the impression more and more, especially watching this game that there's going to be wholesale changes in Minnesota. And, and we can talk about that later in the week or whatever, but I mean, Dalvin cook nine rushes for 13 yards. I mean, I know they're everyone's keying on him and Jefferson, but nine rushes for 13 yards, not even a competitive game. Green Bay totally owned this. Rodgers is going to be the MVP. I think that's a foregone conclusion. They have the one seed. He could probably sit for two weeks now if he so chooses. I really like the combination of Aaron Jones and Dylan more and more. I mean, there's a real thunder lightning. Mm -hmm. Both look healthy. You mentioned Adams. But this Packer D ain't no joke either. They got some playmakers. Yep, getting better. Jair Alexander yeah. back. So uh, get Aaron Rodgers' toe right. I don't know if you necessarily want to sit him for two full weeks. You don't want him to get rusty right. either. 
But having that bye really helps and, you know, maybe play the first half next week or something, then sit him down. Whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah basically it's <laughs> up to him. Tell him to come back next year. Yeah. <clears throat> so, anyway, uh, yeah, the, the Packers are in a great spot. And to be honest with you, the big winner of that Vikings game was probably Kirk Cousins, proving that you're non-functional without him in there. That I think that Good props point. up his value. And I didn't even think Mannion was horrible. I mean, I had a really low expectation but he deserves to be in the league, I guess, you know, but I mean, still night and day compared to him and cousins. I don't know if they're winning that game any which way you cut it, but you know, the Packers played really, really well and are strong right now, but you're right about cousins. I mean, someone's looking at him like he's better than what I got. Yeah. And poor Kellen Mond. I don't know if he can come back from that poor one out for his young career. It ended before it started. That's rough. More games to get to more clinchers, more, uh, more, more clarity to some week 18 tiebreakers and some fights for some playoff spots coming up all right nfl fans want to let you know about a new app that is incredible that everyone who buys gas needs to know about get upside our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up it's super easy you download the free get upside app in the app store or google play right now use promo code Touchdown, by the way, you can get an extra bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. So that's 50 cents cash back per gallon on your first fill-up. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. It's awesome. You download the app and you open it up and it tells you which gas stations or partners. You go there, you fill up, you get cash back. It goes right into your account. You can withdraw that cash back anytime you want to your bank account, to PayPal, get an e-gift card, whatever you want. It's super easy. Free cash for you whenever you get gas. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as a couple hundred bucks a month every single month because they're using the Get Upside app and getting cash back every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. Let's go to San Francisco, or Santa Clara to be uh, more precise here, as the 49ers beat the Texans 23-17, led by their rookie quarterback in Trey Lance. Uh, This was a very interesting game, Matt, because the Texans had a halftime lead, and Lance looked shaky and looked like things were going a little bit too fast for him through an interception in the first half, even though his numbers didn't look terrible, but really got comfortable in the second half and, and came out firing and, and made some really nice throws to get you excited if you're a 49ers fan. We're just watching his physical talent, and, and they went out there and they won that football game, which they had to, and now they control their own, not destiny, but they control their own fate next week. Aha, and if nice. they beat those Rams, the 49ers are in. If not, there might be some tie-breaking scenarios, but a big win for the 49ers, one they had to have beating the Texans 23-7, to and really the Texans had one drive on offense against that Niners D. Yeah, it seemed like the Texans were really struggling to move the ball, and Mills in particular, and the Niners' D is better than their offense, of course. But they hung around. You know, I mean, we'll talk Lions at some point, but we mentioned Jets. I mean, uh, those teams aren't the Jaguars who just lay down and get killed every week. So give them some credit, even though they have inferior talent, clearly. Um, My quick impressions, I'm more more interested in yours, are I think Niner fans should be – optimistic you know maybe not for next week or the playoffs but Lance looks better than last we saw him especially throwing the ball and you're right he got better as the game went on maybe he'd be even better next week maybe be better next year you know so we know the work ethics there we know the abilities there that's very encouraging of course they ran the ball well as usual and 
uh, pretty successful outing all in all for San Francisco. Yep, absolutely. They they ran the ball well. Their biggest Achilles heel is their corner situation, but they'll get Emmanuel Mosley back either next week or maybe if they make the playoffs, which will really help uh, the rookie Ambry Thomas playing a little better on one side now, the third-round pick. And um, uh, Josh Norman on the other side got benched for Dante Johnson late in that game. Mm. Brandon Cooks was really the only player that was doing anything for the Texans against that that 49ers defense. But that is uh, something to worry about. But going forward, I think the 49ers are going to be in good hands with Trey Lance. He hasn't looked like a disaster. He hasn't had that disaster game that almost every rookie quarterback we've seen this year have. And maybe because he just have, didn't have an opportunity to play earlier in the season when those disasters would have happened. Um, and he's probably in a better situation than a lot of those rookie quarterbacks too, which helps. But sure. um, anyway, Trey Lance so far, the it, it's uh, it's looking like he's not going to be an incompetent football player which you never know about those things no matter how high you draft the guy so he passed this test played really well just got better as the game went on so that was a good sign the 49ers won that give themselves a chance to make the playoffs either through tiebreaker if they lose next week they need some help or they can just beat the rams and be in and have that six seed in the playoffs still undetermined about jimmy g by the way okay very much um last note you know we talk about this a lot when you see rookie quarterbacks for the first time, to me, it's not a scientific thing, but do they look like they belong? Do they look comfortable? Yeah. You know, like Wilson didn't all year, and he's starting to now. You know, I think Lance did, especially in the second half in this game. Absolutely. Yep. Looked like a rookie, but also looked like he belonged by the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's pretty amazing to see someone develop in front of your eyes in, in, in a 60-minute football game, which was pretty cool to see as well and just the talent you know make throws that jimmy just can't make right right, that's what excites you about what what uh what ceiling the offense has under trey lance going forward in the future the falcons at the bills the buffalo bills defeated those falcons 29 15 i don't know if there's a ton to take away from this football game because it ended as expected even though the falcons uh gave a little bit of run at the beginning of the game had a safety in the first quarter uh but then it was all bills in the second half yeah, I didn't watch a ton of it, but I just kept watching it on Red Zone or paying attention to what I could. I was shocked that this was as close as it was going into halftime and for much of the game. I didn't get the feeling the Bills just owned this thing start to finish, but in the end, they did really well, and they ran for 233 yards. I mean, never would have thought that they would run for 233 and throw for 118. I mean, Allen... Uh, what I saw wasn't super sharp. I mean, 11 completions on 26 attempts for only 120 yards, three picks, you know, I mean, so not all of them were his fault from what I saw too, but you know, there, it wasn't ideal, you know, but the, the Falcons are sort of chippy, I guess, you know, Matt Ryan's no joke and Kyle Pitts and they're trying to build something there, but they're a little short on talent to say the least. Kyle Pitts did have one play down the left sideline. They they just line yeah. him up as a wide receiver sometimes because he's he's that good and that dynamic. Uh, I can't wait to see how that all comes together eventually if they if they do put things together in Atlanta with Kyle Pitts. But uh, right now it's just tough because it's really all just Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts. <laughs> They've got problems mm-hmm. on defense and um, yeah, it's obviously the the Falcons aren't a good team and the Bills, even though they didn't play great, were able to beat a team that they have to beat. But uh, again, a, a team in the AFC, the Bills one week look like they could beat anybody uh, and then another week look like they could lose to potentially anybody. That's why this AFC tournament is going to be so fascinating to me. Yeah, I think it is encouraging, though, from a Bills perspective that you lose the turnover battle pretty bad. You still control the time of possession. You end up running the ball very productively on the course of the day. That's not who they were a month ago. 
How about the Chicago Bears? I'll get to a couple of uh, NFC games here, and I do want to talk Eagles and Saints before we go to complete that NFC picture. But uh, this one, just because of how bad things are going for the New York Giants, because the, the Bears have not been a good football team. They improved to 6-10 and after this win, but they beat up on the Giants. They dominated the Giants 29-3 to in this football game. Giants 4-12 and now look like maybe the worst team. I, if the Giants lined up against the Texans and the Lions, I would take the Lions and Texans oh, all day yeah. long over the Giants. Maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars the only team Team, I would take the Giants over, and, and I don't even know if I would do that. Um, with Mike Glennon at quarterback, four of eleven passing, no touchdowns, two interceptions, twenty-four passing yards, uh, and when you when you count those four sacks for negative thirty-four yards, negative ten net passing yards negative for the New York Giants. Net. They have put up the <laughs> least amount of touchdowns this year to go back-to-back with the least amount of touchdowns in the NFL last year. So this isn't a new thing for the Giants offense that is just they, is not working. Um, even with Daniel Jones, it was not working. It's kind of all bad. And after the game, Judge had a little bit of a rant and you know talking about how the team's still together and locker room's great and all this stuff. Like, this is a bad, bad football team, maybe the worst team in the league right now. So bad. You're right. I mean, they and the Jags stand alone as getting worse every week and more embarrassing I mean, they turned the ball over four times. You mentioned the passing yardage was just so, so bad. Couldn't protect at all. You know, the the Bears' defense picked them up in fantasy. That was a nice move. It didn't pay off. Um, it was an easy one. You know, I mean, they're just feasting on Glennon, who can't move and they can't protect them, snap after snap. But still, you're losing this game from the start. It's 14 nothing after one quarter, and you still only threw the ball 11 times. Like, you didn't even really try. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? And the the Bears weren't good. Andy, uh, no. uh, uh, Justin Fields was inactive in this game, so Andy Dalton got the start. He was eighteen of thirty five, so barely you know fifty percent passing, one hundred and seventy three yards, one touchdown, one interception, a thirty one point one QBR. Um, there were like two yards per carry on the ground with Montgomery. He did have a couple of touchdown runs there, but it wasn't like the, the bears were lighting it up either. It was just the defense kept giving it back to their offense. And they're like, all right, we'll take our two and a half yards per carry and go home. Yeah. I felt like if they played this game 10 times, the giants might get 45 points in 10 games, you know, like they just (laughs) couldn't do anything. Yeah, that that I don't think we need to talk much more about those two teams. Neither one is playing well, but the Giants uh, might be the worst team in the league in my power rankings right now. Probably number probably number thirty one with the Jaguars thirty two. All right, we, we, let's talk uh, Eagles and Saints here to finish this off. Both teams win, so all three teams that are still in it there, and I guess the Vikings were a part of that. But we kind of knew how that was going to go with the Vikings, so they're now out of it in the NFC wild card picture. But um, the Eagles win. 20 to 16, improving to 9 and 7 now, tied with the 49ers there at the 6 and 7 seed. Both teams at 9 and 7. The 49ers have the tiebreaker on the Eagles, but if it's a three way tie, the 49ers are out. The Eagles and Saints are in. Um, real quick, let's go to this game because I thought it was huge for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles to come back and beat a Washington team that jumped out to an early lead. And I thought that was going to be it for the Eagles in their playoff run this week with uh, um, the Eagles and Washington splitting their games within a three week span. But no, the Eagles came back, won this football game is a huge one for them. And now the Eagles are in. So they just got to wait and figure out what happens with the 49ers and saints. Yeah. I mean, I give Washington a little bit of credit, a game they didn't need. You know, Heineke comes back for this game, and they play hard, especially to start the game. Um, They had the better of the Eagles for quite some time. But some of these teams are showing you what they are. And to me, the Eagles are 
run, run, run with a great offensive line that we don't talk about enough. And by the end of the by the end of the uh, first half and into all through the second half, we're going to control the tempo of this game. We're going to hand the thing off and beat you up and control the clock and play to Jalen Hurts' strengths. And that exactly played out. You know, I mean, they took the game over as it went along. So. Uh, do I think they're a great team? No, but I'm interested. You know, I mean, I, I think they'd be a fun team in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, good on both lines. I think the yeah. offense has enough firepower. Jalen Hurts uh, doesn't make huge plays, but if he doesn't make mistakes, it, it looks somewhat efficient as it did in this game. He had no touchdown passes, but no interceptions. Sacks one time for negative two yards. He can run the ball seven times for 44 yards. So, you know, overall, he's got over 250 uh, yards of offense just alone with him and you know again this was sort of like the the Bears running game they have a good offensive line they know they can run the ball so they just continue doing it continue doing it continue doing it wear down the defense and eventually you're over 100 yards on the day and and you're ahead on the scoreboard yeah yeah I mean it's a good formula I'm sure they'll run into a powerhouse that can throw on them and gets up early on the Eagles and they can't stick to that formula it's kind of a lesser version of early career Lamar Jackson you know I mean they, they know what they are um, you know, Hertz isn't as good as Lamar and isn't winning MVPs, but you know, I'm going with this. They have to play a certain way and it's a hard recipe to play against. I do think the Eagles are going to be pretty quickly one and done when they do make the playoffs, but you know, it's fun make the playoffs and have an extra game there and Hertz buying himself another year to figure out what's going on there, uh, in Philly. And I did not think that was going to be the case, but I do think you have to go into next year with Jalen Hertz as your number one quarterback. Now I think he's proven that and just some leadership and a really a calm and cool guy. Did you see the, uh, the fence collapse after the game and fans falling out of the stands nearly on top of him? And like, how cool of a customer is he? He didn't freak out. He's like, okay, I guess I'll take a photo with these guys that almost fell on my leg and ended my career. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the washington needs to do something with their railing work but uh, uh that was my take is what a crap hole washington's <laughs> play, building is right now like i mean the organization in general could use a little uh detailing so the saints still in this thing nice little schedule at the end of the year for them division opponents that are subpar right now in the panthers this week they have the falcons next week to try to get into the playoffs. They need some help though. They did improve to eight and eight on the season, beating the Panthers eighteen to ten. This was a close one the entire game, but in the fourth quarter, the Saints did pull away and uh came out with a victory that they had to have with Taysom Hill back at quarterback. Tough watch, really. I mean mm-hmm. if you like defensive football, which I very much do, you have to respect both of these defenses quite a bit. Or you could look at it and be like Carolina's offensive line is gross and they had seven sacks against Arnold who's in over his head right. and could only complete about 20, you know, the least surprising development much. this week was Sam Darnold's line of 17 of 26 passing for zero touchdowns and one interception, you know, that, 132 that like, yards, yeah, 132 right. yards. Yeah. I mean, this was a first, first one to 15, 20, whatever wins. And you could see it from a mile away. But, you know, the Saints are a well-coached team and figure out how to win these games despite all the things they've dealt with this year. I mean, they look like a one-and-done playoff team, too, if they happen to get in. But their defense is very legit, and they have to muck it up like crazy, and they were able to do that. But this was not exactly pretty football. I totally agree. I totally agree. But a nice little situation for the Saints. I think they're still a better football team. Uh, than the Atlanta Falcons. Can they win that one next sure. week? And they need a 49ers 
loss, they need that three-way tie is what they need because then the Niners will be out and the Saints and uh, Eagles would be in. If the Saints lose or the 49ers win, it'll be Eagles and Saints, and then the 49ers will have the sixth seed and the Eagles will have the seventh seed. So uh, we'll get more into the seeding and some of the tiebreakers and some of those things. Um, but I do get the feeling. Do you get the feeling the 49ers are the one team of those three that has an opportunity to win a wild card yes. weekend game because I don't think the Saints or the Eagles. I, I think they're too flawed, even though they can, uh, you know, beat some bad teams. They're too flawed to beat good teams. Yeah, I don't want to say either one of those teams reminds me of the Bears sneaking in last year because mm. I think both of them, especially the Eagles, are better than that version of the Bears that made it to the playoffs but really had no chance. But I was about to say that to you too. I was going to phrase it differently that just as an impartial football watcher slash analyst. I absolutely want the Niners to be one of those two teams, and I probably would vote for the Eagles second. We will break down Browns-Steelers Monday Night Football. I guess I'm going to be a Browns fan for the next uh, 12 hours or so because of my Locked On Dynasty Fantasy League. Um, We've got... Dolphins-Titans tomorrow, Raiders-Colts, which was a very, very interesting football game, and more to talk about this week with the AFC West and the Raiders and the Chargers trying to sneak into the playoffs there. We've got Jags-Patriots, which won't take long. Uh, We've got Rams-Ravens, Broncos-Chargers, Cardinals-Cowboys, Lions-Seahawks. So uh, a ton of action from Week 17 to cover tomorrow thanks for making us your first listen every single day for your second listen check out locked on 49ers which i am co-hosting check out locked on dynasty football co-hosted by matt williamson check out locked on bets with your boy q talking about the sports betting world locked on today with peter bukowski uh there's no end to the fantastic podcast you can find on this network after you listen to our show of course back tomorrow right here peacock and williamson